Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you one bad mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, stay at home, Dad. No, really, because it's great. We talk about the power of community when it comes to supporting fathers with Shannon Carpenter. Plus, Biz was sick with guilt. Woo! Woo! Well, I think this is just a check-in. Because it honestly could be a genius, a fail, and a rant all in one. I have a four-week-old son and a two-year-old daughter, and I am just worn out. Because every morning, unless my dad can help, I am responsible for getting both of the kids ready to be out of the door so that I can take my daughter to daycare. And that is not ideal with a four-week-old who hates his car seat and cries for, I don't know, the last 10 minutes of the 20-minute drive every time we make it, and there's just nothing that I can do about it. To top it off, I don't know what has happened to my breast milk production, but it has just rapidly declined, which is devastating because I can't tell if my son is hungry or not yet, even though it sounds like he's swallowing. And then to top it off this morning, I needed to get gas, got to Costco, realized I didn't actually have my wallet, just my car keys. But the genius is I kept my cool and check my phone and remember they have contactless payment and I have my credit card and my Apple wallet and I was able to get gas just by tapping my phone against the machine. I don't know. And it made me feel really good about this really crummy night morning and I'm going to make it. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you so much for the show. Oh, wow. First of all, you're doing a remarkable job. That is, wow. I mean, we could just take that apart uh, at any point in your story. Four weeks old? Did you say you have a four-week-old? <laughs> Jesus! Sorry, I will send cookies and wine if I can. Wow. Like I said, you're doing a great job. And one of the great things about your check-in is, is like, this is what I mean, everybody, when I say, what do you think the other person's day might be like <laughs> when we walk out into the world? We have all had this day. You are not alone. There is no question. I have been in the situation with a under one-year-old, a preschooler, uh, trying to get him to school, screaming in the car, not bringing my purse, going to the store, walking out with milk in the stroller in the bottom, like, a, like just, just stealing milk just stealing milk because I'm not thinking about it. All of that, so tired, so broken. And like, you are the person I assume <laughs> when I like get to the store and I get like really mad that somebody left their grocery cart in the parking space. And then I think, unless it's, for example, this beautiful person that I've just spoken to on the show, you leave that cart, honey. Today, I've got you. Today, I have you. When somebody just lets the door shut in your face or cuts you off in traffic or is just doing something incredibly frustrating, let's remember that this was probably their day and just remind them that you got their back. I got your back. You're doing, you're doing so good. That's just too much. It's too much. Speaking of too much, it's time for something we can never have too much of. Gabe always looks at me like, how is Biz going to segue this? What's coming next? What's coming out of Biz's mouth? It's time for thank yous. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start off and say thank you, Gabe. Guys, I'm, I am. I'm going to start with thank you, Gabe. Gabe is just doing such a stellar and awesome job. And 
We are not the only show that Gabe has to do work with. Gabe has a lot of demands on him because he is so delightful and great. And every week when I get through interviewing our guest, I think, geez, that was a good guest. Good job, Gabe. And however shitty the recordings are, (laughs) given this pandemic, Gabe makes them sound wonderful. And Gabe gives me jazz hands every once in a while. So thank you, Gabe. Gabe? You know who else we need to thank? Doctors. Jeez Louise, people. I got to tell you, if you ever run into somebody who works in a hospital, in particular an ICU unit, they're not going to tell you great stories. They're going to tell you what a fucking nightmare things are right now. And that a majority of the people who are in there are unvaccinated. And it's frustrating because we are putting so much strain on all of the people who work in the medical industry, not just doctors, not just nurses, not just RNs and EMTs, but just all the people that, <laughs> that the medical community relies on to keep functioning. They're just worn out and we could make life easier with just a few simple steps. Wearing masks, getting vaccinated. It's a great way to support others who can't, like little children (laughs) or immune compromised people. I, I want you to know that I see you and that's still not enough, but thank you for everything that you're doing. Teachers, da 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 I love you. <laughs> Just want to cry. Guys, make a little note. Just leave a little note on your teacher's desk. Maybe make a little poster that says, yeah, you're doing a great job. Just slap it on a teacher's door. Leave it on their card. Not in a weird, creepy way. But like, you know, let's every, any little gesture to let them know that we see them and we know this is a crazy, weird time to be teaching. I think we should. They're doing a great job. Thank you, teachers. I want to thank everybody who has gotten vaccinated. And I want to thank all the people who volunteer or work for groups that provide vaccinations and testing. Testing is also a wonderful tool. Look around, look for it. People are here. People like want to help you get tested, get vaccinated and stay safe. So I had to go get a test this week. And you know, that woman stuck that swab up my nose and swirled at a good 15 seconds. You know what she deserved? A big thank you. A big thank you for this job that you're doing. So thank you to everybody who's involved in that. And you're doing such a good job. Everybody, I got sick this past week. This is what sucks about being sick nowadays. I trying to get a test, which actually was not that big of a deal in Pasadena because a shit ton of people are vaccinated. But like I had to wait and get the test the next morning because I didn't get sick till the evening. And then I was just positive the entire time I'm trying to like just be sick and get rest and feel better. I am simultaneously sure that I have killed everybody in my house as well as everyone I've come in contact with. Oh wait, I don't even know if I have COVID, but I'm still sending my children to school. Is that okay? Should I have done that? Should I have kept them home until I took tests and got results back? <laughs> ah! Right, do I wanna spend the money on the rapid test? Uh, do I, should I go get a home? I'm sure, like, until I got those test results, I was, I was sure, I was sure I had just been like patient zero for the entire shutdown of the elementary school. (laughs) I was so convinced. And I got to tell you, that sucks. That just sucks because like I already dealing with guilt and tired and everything. It was not COVID. It was probably just my body saying, you're good now. You're done. Gonna just shut down for 48 hours. All you get to do is sleep. Sorry about that. And everybody's got a cold right now. There's a nasty little cold going around the school. So again, that's disruptive. Yeah, I I just wish that as people in the world, we didn't have to have that additional layer of stress and anxiety on top of the stress and anxiety that being sick can cause in terms of disrupting 
our day-to-day life. So I'm just going to add that to the list of super suck. Check. You know what doesn't suck, though, everybody? Dads. Dads don't suck. Dads have never sucked on this show. And today we are going to be talking to Shannon Carpenter, whose new book, The Ultimate Stay-at-Home Dad, Your Essential Manual for Being an Awesome Full-Time Father, is our guest. And it is a hilarious and very helpful book. So yay! Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, we are talking to Shannon Carpenter, who has been a stay-at-home dad since 2008. He is also a humor writer trained through the famous Second City. He has done public readings on local NPR affiliate KCUR and teaching through At Home Dad Network and the Dad 2.0 National Conference, which named him one of the funniest dads of 2019. The more broken you are, the funnier you are, right? Anyway... (laughs) He has also given interviews about his experience to Forbes, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, and others. Welcome, Shannon. Yay! I'm happy to be here. Hi, guys. (laughs) I know. I'm just going to start strong. I'm going to yell for myself, and it's going to be fantastic. You got to yell for yourself. We all got to yell for ourselves. It's the only way I can hear myself over the kids. That's That's right. right. Preferably kind. Because the kids are probably saying things that are unpleasant. Speaking of kids, who lives in your house? Uh, there is me. There is my wife, Erin. There is my 15-year-old daughter, Vivi. My 14-year-old son, Wyatt. My um, 8-year-old son, Oliver. My brand-new COVID dog, because we got him in there in that. His name is Hans, after Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Not from, Very not good. From He's the... a Christmas. Did you get him at Christmas? No, but <gasps> I love the movie. <laughs> Everyone thinks Hans from, you know, Frozen. I'm like, no, no, no. no. It's Hans Gruber. Get it right. That's right. And then our cat, Mooney, which is named after Harry Potter. So there you go. Okay. That's my house. So, so one one named after something in the world of, like, quote, unquote, children's literature. And the other yes. after the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard. Yes. Do you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? Or are you in just Die Hard as a great movie? No. So much Christmas movie that a couple years ago, I wood burned Alec Rickman's face on a giant on a giant Christmas <laughs> ornament. And that was a present I gave to my wife. Nice. I, that, I, the full support. Before the show started, you and I were saying to each other, you've been listening to the show, and mm-hmm. I read the book, and yeah, it's good when you find your people. And I think yes. you wood burning his face into a Christmas ornament for your wife definitely brings it home that we are uh, of the same ilk. I think that's really wonderful. I, I got to stop and say you've got teens in your house. I do. Yeah, it's it's fun. How's, is it fun? Is it? <laughs> I'm legally required to say that. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Because my wife is going to listen to this. No, it's, they're great kids. <laughs> They're great kids, and uh, it's it's its own challenges. We got to deal with conversations that we haven't had, and especially during the last several years, yeah. or you know, with the COVID and everything else. They're very aware, which we get to learn together, which is really cool. I love doing that, and they're pretty badass. But they're also very surly, and oh. my daughter likes to make fun of me because I'm bald. I don't know where that okay. came from. No, that's... I'm like, yeah, I, I realize I have no hair. I got it. <laughs> it's probably developmental. I just blame everything on, it's developmental. I'm sure there's a book somewhere out there. Okay. So your book, The Ultimate yeah. Stay-at-Home Dad, Your Essential Manual for Being an Awesome Full-Time Father, is a delight. Thank you. It's, it actually, you know, I mean, well, that's going to sound insulting. It's actually amazing how great it is. <laughs> Fuck yourself, Fizz. You've arranged it. In like, it's just a good book, guys. It's a good book on how to do parenting stuff when you're new to parenting, regardless of uh, mom, dad. But I will warn you, uh, it is definitely humor based for the dads, for the dads. Yes. If you are a sensitive mom, (laughs) maybe not. But there are enough. We all know there are enough chat boards out there where men just get shredded. (laughs) So, you know, like those. 
oh my God, my husband doesn't put the toilet paper on the roll. Ah! Right? Like, if they ever said that about you, moms, you would be outraged. So we talk don't, to by me. the way, just FYI. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Talk to me about creating the book. What led so, you to it? I, I got pissed off. So I can be, this yeah. is, yeah, I, I can be honest fair. here, That's right? a fair Fuck answer. It. I got mad. I got really mad because, yeah. you know, I, I am a humor writer by by nature, right? I, I cannot not tell a joke. It's just what I do. And so what happened here is I had a book proposal out there, and one of the editors at Penguin read it, and he said, I want you to add advice. And he was like, how much? I was like, how much? And he said, all of it. <laughs> I said, oh, you want a new book? And he said, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fuck it. That's fine. And I started reading what was out there, and I started getting so <laughs> mad. So mad? It, yeah. yeah, it was such trash for dads because they pretend that the baby ends at like one years old. And it's been scientifically well, proven that they live longer. To be fair, that's yeah. true for moms too. There is yes. a general stopping point where apparently you're all set to go. Yeah, like you know <laughs> it now. Just, Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, you know it. Two, you yeah. got it. <laughs> yeah, you're a teenager. You don't have to worry about that anymore. You yeah, know, sex talk. It, it, it happens on its <laughs> yeah. own. You know, so it was it was a lot of for dads. But it was any everything that was actually out there was not practical advice. It was all platitudes of, you know, just suck it up and make it and take it like a man. And I'm like, yeah. what does that mean? I've got to cook dinner with a baby on my hip and a toddler trying to punch me in the junk and I don't know what to yeah. do. And that's why I wrote the book because I got mad because there wasn't any real advice for dads on how to actually be a dad. So that's yeah. why I wrote it. Well, you nailed it. And I Thank think, you. But I, I think as a parent, I certainly went through and still go through those moments mm -hmm. of like, why can't somebody just write a fucking book that doesn't insult me, doesn't assume I haven't yes. already thought about a thing, right? Like, you know, yeah. and that is being realistic with what, I mean, we joke on the show all the time until our book, no one ever said somebody was going to shit in the tub, right? Like that should have yeah, been, like that should have been chapter one in any book. Yes. Somebody's going to shit in your tub and then you're probably going to get in that tub later, right? Like, and that's not right. think twice about it. So don't make fun of me because I have a colander in my bathroom. It's there right. for a reason. <laughs> that's genius. That, <laughs> oh my God. Why did I never think yeah. of a goddamn colander? Oh I'm my god! Oh my god! <laughs> no, I was always just like, Ugh, I made it way more complicated. <laughs> you are a genius. It would be great if we could all say there can be one book that does that for everybody mm. who's a parent, but you can't because dads do yeah. have a different experience. And I say that because I think it's based yeah. on years of bad assumptions, bad stereotypes in your role as a parent. As well as the general, like, man up. The, like, are you a man? Like, yes. What is, like, what does it mean to be a man? And, like, <laughs> and that puts you at a disadvantage. So you do need a book that says your kid's punching you in the balls, right? Like, and you're trying to cook dinner. I, yeah. I can make a cappuccino with, like, my feet, right? Like, it's. Yes. But no one's, where is that? Right? Like. Yeah. How do you protect your fallopian tubes when they're coming at you, yeah. right? Like, that's right. a thing, right? Yeah, exactly. No one teaches no you one, that. So I want to actually ask, before we get into some of the smaller things, you have been involved in the uh, world of parenting, uh, mm -hmm. focused on stay-at-home, being a stay-at-home father. Has there been change? Is it a different world now? Like, where have things gone right, and where are things still not going right. It has is improved. There's more of us now, yeah. which sounds threatening, doesn't it? Like there we grew. There's more of us now. <laughs> when you're a jet, but, you're a jet. Anyway, <laughs> I know that's exactly it. So 13 years ago, when I first started, it was two guys were the only ones I saw online doing this, mm -hmm. and there really wasn't dad groups and things like that, or at least that I knew about. And in the 13 years now, dad groups are more the norm. You know, we don't have one in every neighborhood like it's still easier to find a mom's group than it is a dad's group but we're out there and i go in the book like how to find them how to find yeah. your tribe and find up on your people because you know what i need a place to go to ask real and honest questions that i don't know like yeah. crack nipples that was a big deal to me because yes i don't breastfeed i understand that but my wife does and she was crying and there was blood yeah. and i didn't know what to do 
And who yeah. you gonna the doctor? The doctor's gonna look at me like I'm creepy. I need to ask it someone who's been through it. And yeah. so now that is more uh, acceptable to have men together and have that support system in place. And that's better. What I would like to see further, and this is coming around now, is more parenting groups. But you know, yeah. I understand why it's split like that. I get along with everybody. I can talk about anything. Right. You want to talk a piece of enemies? Well, let's do it. Let's get into yeah. it. Right. I've been through that, yeah. but I get that it could be kind of weird. So I would like to see just kind of more less us versus them, all that kind of crap, because I think moms get such a bad rap on so much shit. Right. They get their expectations are so high. They're unattainable. They really are. And we see that in the dad world. We're like, that's stupid. That she can't pull that off because no one can. And I would like to see that go away and just let us all be parents. All right. I want, I want to get into, I love this. One of my favorite things is your, how to identify the different moms you might come across <laughs> at the playground. And yeah. again, again, if you are a sensitive type, maybe without a sense of humor, this might not be your book. And I get it. But yeah. like I said, uh, I, dads also totally deserve this book. Talk to me about how you determined, how you categorized the different moms. Um, okay. <laughs> and then, we'll and get then into like, this. is there a quiz that I can take that lets me know, like a Cosmo <laughs> quiz that lets me like know which mom I am? That's, this is, I want us okay. to assess this by the time we're done. It's probably the, it's, it's probably the bad one. Anyway. No, no. You're what we call good witch Glenda. Yeah, yeah, good witch Glenda. I'm cool. Dads are cool. You're cool, but you're helpful. (laughs) You just treat us like normal individuals as dads, and we really appreciate that. And that's kind of your, your, you know, the good witch Glenda. Now, the way I came up with the different little class, and it's a joke, so everyone get ready. It's a good joke. That's a joke. (laughs) But there are certain kind of people you run into in the world. Like you, the Mary Poppins mom is one of my call up, you know, she's almost perfect. Like she will power walk a mountain, I think is the one I put up there and she has everything in her bag and she will help you also kind of judgmental, (laughs) you know, just a dad. And then there's the wolf pack mom group. Now this is true. Those are the kind of moms that kind of, they're kind of the badasses of the, of the playground. (laughs) They take up all the chairs, a little, a little bit scary, but they (laughs) do not notice you as a dad or it's just, Oh, Mm -hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I've known the other one kind of is what I think I call the yeller. You know, you're yeah, at the, the park yeller. as a dad. Yeah. You're at the park and she wants to know where your kids are and why you're there. And that, that actually has happened <laughs> to a lot of state dads. An interesting, it shows an interesting name for the yeller. I'm like, is it mm-hmm. the yeller? Is that the name that you really <laughs> went with originally? Because, you know, <laughs> it, 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 I'm not sure that they're yelling as much as they are making sweeping assumptions about a man yeah. on a playground. So, yes. you know, just throwing that out there. You were very nice. But for the moms, I do. I can do the same thing with the dads because we got our own dickheads yes. in the dad's place. There's craft beer dad. There's the over-the-top oh, yeah. dad. Honestly, that's me, you know. <laughs> um, there's the bro dad. I hate the bro dad. Like, everything, yeah. bro, bro, let's go do this, bro, and check it. I'm like, no. So... <laughs> I do the same thing with dads. I just do it, you know, this is a book yeah. for dads, so this is make them laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's it's really. <laughs> Your husband will laugh a lot, no. and you probably will well, too. Well, I laughed a lot because I'm cool mom. Uh, I, but yeah. like the, and I have a sense of humor because my children are older. So I have a sense of humor now <laughs> as opposed to when I was younger and nothing yes. was funny. <laughs> I have one of my categories. I like to call myself the Jack Reacher mom. So if Ooh. you read Jack Reacher books, this yeah. is like one of these guys who always has his back to the corner and can see every mm-hmm. exit. I am the one at the playground that like, I'm the Jack Reacher. I see where every child is at all times, <laughs> mine or otherwise. Like that one's wandering off, that totally, totally gone. There's no yeah. parent aware that that <laughs> child is off, you know? And then it's like, okay, how do I like assist without, you know? And yeah. then we do have a subgroup <laughs> and it's the dad's lodge, the dad's elk okay. lodge, whatever. And it's, I'm part of it, but I do not interfere in their dad world. <laughs> but every once in a while, I'll see a question come up on Facebook and it's exactly like that. It's exactly like yeah. the question about the cracked nipples. It's like, look, my, my wife's going through this or my child's going through this. 
I'm really stressed out. How do I support? How do I yeah. get support for myself? Which goes into something else you talk about in the book, which is mental health. And, yeah. I, you know, there are stereotypes that surround that for men, I mm-hmm. think, more than women. Um, because we've got things like postpartum, things we can call it, whatever, mm. however misused that can be at times. But talk to me a little bit about what you talk about in the book when it comes to mental health. Well, you know, just with the mental health stuff with dads and men in general, we're always taught to ignore it or don't tell anybody about it. It's be stoic, be stoic, be John Wayne. And I was like, John Wayne cried, dude. I mean, you can yeah. say that. He did eventually. Even if it was by himself in the corner, it happened. Yeah. And so <laughs> in the fatherhood word, being a father – it changes you fundamentally, you know, and you're not ready for it even when you think you are. And don't ignore your mental health because if you do, it's going to come back and make life harder. And that's going to affect your other relationships. And it's hard to say, you know, to take care of other people, take care of yourself first. It's hard to say that, yeah. right? But it's a fundamental truth that all mothers know, right? You've got to take yeah, care of yourself. Yeah, but we don't do it either. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you it's just... easy to say, hard to do. Yeah. Exactly. And with dads, it's just not talked about. And I was like, no, we're not going to do that in this book. We're not going to pretend that anxiety doesn't exist or depression doesn't exist. We're not going to ignore people. And so that's why I wrote the chapter of explaining my own mental health stuff and, you know, coming clean with it because it's really hard to do. And it's really hard to even look at that chapter. I wrote it six times. That's how many times I wrote that yeah. chapter was six times. But I have to. If any other dad's going to get helped, I have to. Yeah. And then it gives you resources and strategies on how to help yourself, how to find guys that have been through it. And the men that I interviewed there for that for that one, those are the heroes to me. They were all honest and all just up in front with it. And that's going to help people. At least I hope so. Yeah. That's how that no, came about. Yeah. I'm just such a big believer in... The more people talk about these sorts of things, the less exciting they are. And you you want them to not be exciting. You want them to be as exciting as the grocery list. This is something on my list I need to take care of. We all get it. Here we Mm -hmm. go. I also really like the advice that is given throughout the book by different dads. My favorite was, well, one of my favorites is the do not share a diaper bag with your partner, yeah. right? Like don't, and like because don't do when a baby's screaming, you don't have time to rearrange that bag the way that you want it. Yeah, but how do you feel mm-hmm. about macho dad bags? Did you ever feel like you were getting like <laughs> sold something like, like, you know, the pink razor for ladies, like the men yeah. get, yours has camo <laughs> and it's black, right? Like, and it's always nice, something like the Marine Sniper 002 <laughs> man bag. And you're like, I just need a fucking bag, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have enough pockets? I just need yeah. 20 pockets. Yeah. I need a lot of pockets. I need a lot of Velcro. I need a place yeah. like a, a, a cooler to put my yeah. breast milk in. You know, I need stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it needs stuff. That's right. What's the feedback? Have you gotten any feedback on this yet? On the man bag stuff or? No. Yeah. no. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. The man bag no. yet? It's like, yeah, yeah. we all agree. No, no. <laughs> what do you, what's the response been on the book? <laughs> Honestly, a little bit overwhelming. It's very humbling for me because it's it's hitting a chord with dads. And I think over this last 18 months that dads are more involved as they should be, mothers yeah. are, have been carrying more of the mental load and that needs to change. And this is a way to get that change to happen. You know, instead, I, I don't like shaming dads. I like showing them the better way to do it. But I can also acknowledge our shortfalls that we need to step up and there's that to, to do. Now, I know a lot of very, very involved fathers, actually 57 of them that are in the book, that yeah. tell you how to do it. So, you know, I, all the reviews that I've gotten have been super positive. The people I've talked to have been super excited. And then those little quips and pieces of advice, like things that you've jumped on, there's been other people that are like, oh, that's great. Like carrying around uh, post-it notes in your yes. diaper bag when you're potty training. Yes, and you put them over automatic flushers. That's a great yeah. tip. And like yeah. I've had people come to me and say, that's fantastic. So. Yeah, that is a great tip because we used to not be able to go into the bathrooms at airports in Disneyland because the noise was like too much yes. for mm-hmm. my youngest. And and I did. I had the Post-it notes in my back pocket <laughs> to go in and do it. And like, you know, because it's weird when you walk in and go, can everybody just not blush for like... Yeah. Just two minutes. Just two minutes. Just everybody hold it. 
No blushing. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No hair dryer. No hair dryer. Stop it. Well, here's here's the truth for you. We did some of our potty training. So I live in, in the middle of the country. Yeah. And there are times that we're out in the prairie. Yeah. And with my whole dad's group, and we just started peeing on Larry's truck tire. Okay. That's how That's we usually like just Poor Larry. Pee on the tire, guys. Poor Larry. <laughs> I know. But Larry, Larry, we all know it's your truck. You're not allowed yes. to park in my driveway, Larry. <laughs> no. But we appreciate your tire, Larry. You probably yeah. trade like eight kids that way, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Anything for you? I'm going to wrap up with this. Okay. For you, is there anything that you kind of discovered or became more aware of or, I don't know, did you have like a come to God moment kind of thing while you were working on the book? Yeah, there were some places like that. You know... <sighs> I got my. I'll tell you this. My wife loved parts of when I was doing it, so I'm yeah. researching cleaning stuff. So I'm yeah, intentionally getting things messy and then cleaning them up. Right? I'm like, <laughs> how far can I push this vinegar baking yeah. soda thing? Right? Oh, you can push it a, everywhere, Shannon. <laughs> oh, it goes far. It goes. My husband just recently was like, "You can do anything with vinegar and baking soda," yes. and I was like, "You are correct." And the patriarchy is real. You go. Like, ah! Like, like, yes. <laughs> what other? I was walking around the house going, I need a stain to clean up. Someone pee on the floor. Yeah. Where's the dog? Right? <laughs> so, you know, there were moments like that. And there's something called Swedish death cleaning. Yes. Which is like a whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's an aggressive way to clean, man. Yeah. So <laughs> there were parts of that were, which were really good. But I think for me, the epiphany was at the end of the book because I was stuck and I didn't really know how to finish it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I didn't want to be too sappy, but I wanted to be more rah-rah. And I got stuck. And it was this was almost in the beginning of the pandemic. And I was out driving on a rainy day. And by accident, I went to the very first place I ever took my kids together by myself. And it was a Civil War battlefield out in Missouri, right? Awesome. Just didn't mean to. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And they had this little pergola that I could sit under the rain and... I was like, oh, I know how to finish the book. The same place I kind of started the book, the very yeah. first adventure. And I, I hit the end and those those words. But then I looked through it and I thought, holy crap. Yeah. This is good. People, people dads need this. Like it was a legit thing that I was like, dads need something that doesn't condescend to them. Yeah. That tells them how to do it. And that was my epiphany there. So those are my two, my two extremes on that side. I 100% agree. And... I will also say that I encourage moms to also pick up this book because it's very helpful as a parent in general. And I think it's also helpful in understanding how to support your partner as a father, as a stay, whether they're stay at home or not. I think it's, Mm -hmm. It's a great way to open up conversation because, you know, we all discover that when kids enter our lives, there are a lot of discussions we forgot to have with the, with the, yeah. with the other adults in the house. <laughs> and then that just builds into a beautiful resentment pie. So I just want to say, really, this is an excellent book. Thank, Thank you, you for putting it out there in the world. And you're doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah. That means a lot. It really, actually, yep. I know I shouldn't, but I crave mother's approval yeah. in the parenting you, world. I don't no. know why, but I do. You, it's not mother's <laughs> approval. It's all approval. You yes. are, in fact, doing a good job. And anybody who's got kids knows that you never get to hear that enough. You know? Yes. Because yes. you're lame because you've got kids in your house. <laughs> anyway, everybody, you know where to buy books. But just yes. for fun, we'll put a link in the show notes. For how you can get the ultimate stay-at-home dad, your essential manual for being an awesome full-time father. Do not wait for Father's Day to get this. Go get it right now. And, I, you know, if your school has a little section up in the front for, like, parent <laughs> library, grab an extra copy go. for that. Don't be weird and give it to, like, strange men and be like, you're going to need this because you suck. And we will link everybody up to where they can find out more about Shannon Carpenter. And we we have always promoted that we probably haven't in a long time thrown the links up for the Stay at Home Dads Network, which is yep. a great, great community. And 
Are they still doing the Dad 2.0 conferences, or are they? They're getting back up there. They're going to get there. Dad 2.0, they have a great online community, and they're Good. really supportive and of this book. So, yeah, them and City Dads group always will love those guys. So that's how you yeah. find a oh, group. Oh, great. Make sure yep. well, all of those links will be there in the show notes mm-hmm. for everybody. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you for having me. This is a fun talk. I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Billy. Billy set out to be the best razor out there for women at half the price you'd expect. And guess what, dudes? You could also totally use this affordable razor. Their starter kit comes with their award-winning razor, two precision five blade refill cartridges, and my favorite, the magnetic holder. And I will tell you, it was a great little starter kit for my oldest when they said they were ready to take a stab at shaving. Woo! Don't suffer another second paying a pink tax for a bad shave. Go to mybilly.com slash mother to get the best razor you will ever own while supporting this show. Billy is half the price of other razors, plus free shipping always. Just go to mybilly.com slash mother. Spelled mybilli dot com slash mother. That's Here we go, mybilly.com slash mother. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Smalls. Smalls is fresh, human-grade food for cats delivered right to your doorstep. Those kitties need fresh, protein-packed meals. Listen, with the help of cat nutritionists, Smalls develops complete and balanced recipes for all life stages. Small's recipes are gently cooked to lock in protein, vitamins, minerals, and moisture. And I am excited to finally have a sponsor for our cats. (laughs) I gotta tell you, all three of my cats have enjoyed what we got from Small's, including Onion, who has a very sensitive stomach. Look, all you got to do is take a short quiz on smalls.com slash badmother to customize your sampler. Take a short quiz on smalls.com slash badmother to customize your sampler and use code badmother for a total of 30% off your first order. That's smalls.com slash badmother, code badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Genius me. Me? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okie dokie. All right. Slice and bake cookies, guys. (laughs) The other day, I needed to go to the store to get some stuff, and I was like, I'm going to get some slice and bake cookies because those are fucking easy. And I did. I got not even slice and bake. I got the ones that are like, like it's a square. It's like a rectangle, like old cafeteria pizza style rectangle of cookie dough that is pre-cut. And all I got to do is break it apart. Oops, one fell in my mouth. Anyway, (laughs) I am of a generation that ate raw cookie dough and survived. No, my children are not allowed to do that. See you at the emergency room in a week. Okay, so cut up some cookies, cook them. And then when I go pick up the kids, I'm like, I have cookies. Because Ellis, no matter how good his day is, always gets in the car and says it's shit. And he doesn't say that, but he's like, this is the worst day ever. And I say, I've got cookies. And Ellis is like, this day is turning around and gets to eat the cookies and hilariously said, maybe this could be called cookie parenting. And I said, 
quite possibly you're onto something. Anyway, slice and bake cookies made me feel like a super mom, like at pickup, which is always eh, hit or miss. So there you go. Don't forget, people have done the work for you already. <laughs> Hi, business Lisa. I'm calling with a genius or fail. I've been engaged in some cake parenting. <laughs> I got my kids out of bed yesterday and also this morning by telling them they could have a chocolate zucchini cupcake if they got up right away for breakfast. I'm not sure if I should just leave it there or defend myself by saying there was no frosting on these cupcakes. They're definitely cupcakes, let's be clear. They're not muffins. Um, on the On the genius side, it totally worked. Like, I went in to try to wake them up, and sometimes they're up really early, and this time they were both, like, curled up tight in their blankets and having a really hard time getting out of bed and promising them a chocolate zucchini cupcake got them to get up immediately, put their clothes on, and come down for breakfast. So really eased our morning. But also, I mean, I just I just fed cake to my children for breakfast two days in a row. So, um, two days? Yeah. Well, how to classify that one? I guess you can pick where you're going to play it if you play it. Anyway, uh, thank you for the term cake parenting, which I definitely <laughs> appreciated as I was feeding them cupcakes. I was like, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing cake parenting. That's fine. This is, this is all fine. Thanks, guys. You're doing a great job. Bye. So are you. Surprise. You're a genius. That's where you are. Surprise. Wow. Way to sneak in the two mornings in a row right there at the end. I love this. It is cake parenting at its finest. I also appreciate that you clarified they aren't muffins, they're cakes because they have icing on them. And that, my friend, I think is a very important clarification in the world of cake parenting. This falls into the whole side argument of are brownies cake? No. Is a muffin a cake? I don't think so. But if there's icing on it, yes, that makes it a cake. It had zucchini somewhere in it. That's a vegetable, maybe. And you know what? Maybe we're just looking at it wrong. Maybe we should be feeding cake in the morning and then like something healthy after dinner. Like here's your frittata. I don't know. Is there really that many healthy things for breakfast? <laughs> here's your toaster strudel. Here's your sugar cereal. Anyway, I think you're doing an amazing job Two points for cake parenting. Failures. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. Fail me, me. Okay, this is just a, it just shows you how in sync the world is with each other right now. Two days ago at breakfast, Ellis just turns to me and says, you haven't been doing any cake parenting recently. And uh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I don't think I've baked a cake in a really long time since somebody's birthday. Maybe Raiden's birthday. I don't even think we did a cake. I can't even remember. I'm sure I did a cake. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Gabe is like, you did a cake. And I'm like, thanks. And I'm giving Gabe attitude that he doesn't give me. Like, I'm like, I did a, you did a cake. It's not what Gabe sounds like. Guys. I... Anyway, Ellis is very serious about it. I said, oh, you're right, Ellis. I think you need to get back into cake parenting. I'm going to need you to do some cake parenting soon. And Stefan looked at me and was like, you're a monster for not cake parenting. And I said, obviously, this is my fail. And then just to show you that cake parenting is in my future, Ellis later that day said to Raiden, Hey, Raiden, formerly known as the artist Katie Bell. <laughs> hey, Raiden, guess what? Mama's bringing back cake parenting. And Raiden, like a good tween, said, yay. <laughs> anyway, see you next week for whatever I did with cake. Hi, I'm calling with a fail. Uh, every Friday, I think, oh, how nice. It's Friday. And then every Saturday morning, when I open my eyes, I think, it's <laughs> Saturday morning. This is going to be great. And then by about 9 a.m., I remember, oh, 
That's right. I'm a mom now. Yeah. So weekends wah, wah. aren't fun. And then I get kind of grumpy about it mm. every weekend. And that's it. That's the fail. It's the cyclical fail. It's Friday, then Saturday grieving. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You discovered it. You've nailed it. Wah, wah. It's Saturday. Wah, wah, wah. There's nothing great about the weekends. You're a parent. <laughs> it's like, you know what's coming, guys. The witch costume is coming because it's almost Halloween because it's October 1st when I'm recording this. So, like, weekends are two good days to be in the world as sad mom witch is to Halloween costumes, all right? You think, this is the year I'm going to have a gay costume, and you wind up a sad mom witch. This is the Friday and Saturday morning, you think, whoa, weekend, teachy on, fuck, it's actually not going to be fun. So, like, I'm sorry, and you're right, the fail is the, like, Groundhog's Day loop you find yourself in. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll see you at the playground. I'll be the one crying. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. Hey, excuse me, everybody. I just uh, wanted to say a few words about the beautiful couple. I've known you two for a long time, and you get along like peanut butter and chocolate. Or, you know, like like uh, comedy and culture, like uh, Maximum Fun Podcasts. <laughs> Actually, they're having a block party from October 11th to October 22nd, and that's kind of like your party, right? You have a community of friends and family, and Max Fun has a community of shows and audiences that support them. You're having a new start with your life together, and Max Fun will be putting out new episodes that are especially welcoming to new audiences. So it's a great time to introduce your friends to your favorite show or jump into one you haven't tried Is before. Is he still talking about podcasts? And they're setting up a volunteer event where we can help out our local communities. Plus, Maximum Fun is gonna have games, prizes, Episode Rex, so much other fun stuff. What's wrong with Kyle? Is he okay? Oh! <laughs> anyways, anyways, sorry for getting carried away there. If it's all right with everybody here, let's all raise our glasses for a toast to the Max Fun Block <sighs> Party, which you can learn more about at MaximumFun.org slash Block Party, and don't forget to join in on October 11th. Actually, that... That sounds pretty cool. Okay, everybody. It is time for a mom rant. This is a rant. My daughter is having a birthday party this month, and my in-laws and many of my daughter's uncles, aunts, refuse to get vaccinated. And so I put on my invitation, if they wanted to come and they're not vaccinated, to please wear a mask, which I didn't feel like was that much to ask. But now they are all saying that they cannot come to this birthday party for a four-year-old. My father-in-law says that he will not wear a mask and be subjected Several of the other relatives who said that they're coming at first are now not coming. And I just, I just cannot even understand this logic. So I went on and changed one simple word in the invitation to say, wear it when you go inside. Because outside in the states that we're living, you don't have to wear masks. And that still isn't enough. And I just cannot believe 
that people will not make a sacrifice for a four-year-old little girl. I just need to say that to somebody and get some support. Thanks. I hope you guys are having a great day. First of all, you're doing an amazing job. I actually made a note about this rant in my show notes to for the show. And it says, and, and I'm going to say this to you now, my thought listening to you was how incredibly unfair that is to you. You've invited family and you've been clear. <laughs> you've been clear not only once, but accommodating a second time. And their choices leave you in a situation in which you now have to question yourself. You have to wonder if maybe you should just let them come. Like you'd have, I, I, you're also stuck in the position of how do you explain this to your kid if they ask? It's putting you in a position to have to worry and think about this whether you want to or not, I'm not saying you should be worried. I'm just saying as a parent, parent to parent, I know this is the kind of thing that just gets stuck in your head and becomes a problem that didn't need to be a problem. So that's first. I am really sorry that they're putting you in this position. Two, fuck that. I am so angry. I am so with you. I, look, I think everybody who can should be vaccinated. Okay, I have not, I have not been unclear on that issue on the show. This is not a work situation. This is not like, I don't want to wear it at this Dodgers game, right? This is not any situation in which somebody might find a reason to defend their right to not wear a mask, okay? This is a party for a four-year-old who, guess what? I'm fully vaccinated and I would still wear a mask to a party with a four-year-old because the four-year-old can't get vaccinated, all right? That is, that is how easy a choice that is. And I think choosing to not see your four-year-old niece, grandchild, cousin, whatever, a four-year-old who's never done anything to you is a sweet little four-year-old. And it's what, a two-hour birthday party max for a four-year-old? You won't put a mask on at the request of the mother of a four-year-old. You are a jerk. <laughs> you are being a jerk. You're not being a defendant of your rights, in my opinion, at that point in time. You're being a jerk to not put on a mask for a four-year-old. That's heartbreaking to me. That is so heartbreaking. And I, in listening to you, I want you to know that your choices are correct to have set that boundary for your four-year-old unvaccinated child's birthday party is your right to do that. You do not have to change it to accommodate others who are willing to put your child at risk. And it really sucks that this is happening within families. It sucks so much because I think of all the things that we do for our families. I think about all the other times in which we, I don't know, not smoke in their house, right? Or not swear around grandma or, you know, don't wear, <laughs> Elizabeth, we're going to see your grandmother today. Can you please not wear the fuck you t-shirt? Okay, mama, I won't. I will, out of respect to my family, dress quote unquote nicely, right? Like, <laughs> don't tell your grandmother you're living with a man. Okay, that's easy, fine, I can do that, <laughs> who cares? We already support each other in lots of ways. So I, I find it very hard to understand why one would not just put a mask on for four-year-old's birthday party. And I've now said that 253 times. All of that is to say, you're doing an amazing job 
I, I wish it wouldn't be weird for you to post this to like a local one bed mother group because you know who would show up at that party? A bunch of masked OBMs, okay? Turn this party into like a friend event where you invite a couple of your friends and you guys all have a nice time with this with your child, okay? I haven't had a birthday party with family for my kids for years, for years, all right? So have just a kick-ass party for you. Get a pinata. You guys, just you and your child could just sit there and whack the crap out of that pinata. That child will love it. I would demand that all those people at least send that child a gift. Jerks. You're doing an amazing job. Guys, we've stepped away sometimes from remembering the mantra of don't be a jerk. I have a sign that hangs above uh, our door in the kitchen that leads outside. And it says, don't be a jerk. It's sort of like, you know, the football teams, they run out and they kiss and get their team name as they run out of the locker room. Don't be a jerk is our czars. And everybody has the power to be a jerk. <laughs> and everybody has the power to not be. And there are lots of gray areas where we make mistakes. We maybe we don't realize that we are being a jerk. I have sat happily in that place. Well, not happily. I have sat in that uncomfortable place often. But if we can learn from those moments, it helps us be less of a jerk the next time around. And I think about our rant call, this mom who's just trying to have a party for four-year-old and people not wanting to put on a mask, that, that's just being a jerk. That's, you're just being a jerk. There's nothing like, I'm sorry, I, you convince me otherwise and I will humbly listen. But I, on the face, the story I've heard so far, you're just being a jerk if you won't put a mask on to go to a four-year-old's birthday party that's in your family. Okay, and that, that sucks, but it serves as a reminder that we make lots of effort to not be jerks to the people who are important to us in our lives. And also uh, talking with Shannon, it's a really good reminder that fathers, dads, parents who identify as either of those, they are also doing their best and we should not be a jerk to them. And I'm not saying just mom shouldn't be a jerk. Men shouldn't be a jerk. Women shouldn't be a jerk. You know, alligators shouldn't be jerks. All of us. However you identify, it, like anybody who's spending that much time with a child deserves some grace. <laughs> and I think that is just a good reminder that I also always need to remember that I didn't marry an asshole and that the other men that I see out in the world parenting are working just as hard. I, again, it's assuming from a place of good and of effort and of trying your best rather than starting from the place of assuming that the grass is greener or that they are doing it at you. So I don't know. <laughs> Let's just Try not to be jerks. Put a mask on. Um, <laughs> guys, you're all doing an amazing job. All of you. Let's don't fall into those traps of assuming that dads are the worst. Let's don't fall into the traps of, you know, assuming that mom has got it going on and you don't. Somehow, we all are failing. We're all struggling. We are all that parent who called in at the beginning of the show who is just constantly haggard and broken, okay? That's where we all are. And I see you, and you are doing a really remarkable job. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blue, low down mama blue. Got to low down mama blue, got to low down mama blue, you know that right.
We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not throw down Mama Blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, fussing by, not throw down Mama Blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.